Welcome to the Love Lab podcast, a safe place to get real about sex. Whether you're a man, woman, single or couple, this is the show for you because, well, sex matters. We are your hosts, Kevin Anthony and Céline Rémy. All right. Welcome back to the Love Lab podcast. First of all, Happy New Year. Happy It is New now Year. 2020. Can you believe that? 2020. You know, we've been doing podcasts now through 2018, 2019, and now we're starting 2020. Crazy, huh? And we're still, go still going strong, Kevin. Yeah, that we are. We have lasting power, obviously. Ooh, we must have <laughs> taken power and mastery. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this is episode 74, and it's the first one of 2020. We hope you had a great new year, and we wanted to help you start off the new year right. So this episode is how to make 2020 the best year for sex, love, and relationships. No matter what has happened in the past, now is a great time to start to make it better. Mm. And I love that because something happened a certain way doesn't mean you're stuck. And bringing that awareness that you can change anything you don't like any given time is very empowering. So today we're going to share some of our best tips, some of our ideas, things that have worked for us in the past, things that we are currently doing too in our relationship, and hopefully it will inspire you. But before we get started, let's give a shout out to our sponsor. So if you are a man and you want to join the secret club of men who are great in bed, then check out Power and Mastery. Power and Mastery is the most complete sexual mastery training for men. And it's got three parts to it that you can pick and choose, whether you want to have harder, stronger erections, whether you want to last longer, or you want to increase your skills in the bedroom. And it's even more than just sexual skills. It's really the things that she wants as a woman. So go to powerandmastery.com to check it all out. All right, so let's just dive in here, and it is the beginning of a new year, and I know for us, like, we always like to sort of, we, we take, you know, some time off between mm -hmm. Christmas and New Year's, and, and we spend a lot of time, like, cleaning out the old emails, and, you know, cleaning out all the stuff we don't need here or there, and a lot of people do, like, spring cleaning stuff, we kind of do, like, New Year's <laughs> kind of clean out <laughs> stuff. But the thing is, for us, it, it always, at least especially for me, feels great to start the new year off like fresh, clean, organized, with a plan, like ready to go. Yeah. Um, if you haven't tried it yet, you know, or if it feels overwhelming, pick one area at a time. You know, whether it's your kitchen drawer or your underwear drawer or <laughs> anything related to your relationship. But like, take a good look at the areas where you're like, oh my gosh, this is the list. You know, there are so many things and you do have an entire year to do it. So if it is too overwhelming, literally make a list and then go through it as you go through your year and just check off the list of things that you're doing. I would start with the underwear drawer. Seriously, get rid of those old underwear. <laughs> If you want to have more sex, get rid of those old frumpy, falling apart, maybe stained under... Start that. It's funny. There are people who like to... Um, I know some women who like, they wear these underwears that are like, well, I wouldn't be there caught wearing those because they're so awful. Uh, and I'm like, then why are you wearing them? If you're not proud of the underwear you're wearing, you know, they may not be the most sexy thing ever. I'm not saying that I'm only wearing sexy stuff. 
stuff and I have my comfortable underwear for sure. But I could be caught in my underwear any given day and still feel sexy and happy to be seen in them. Maybe we should do a whole episode on underwear. Proper selection. (laughs) 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 Benefits, downside. Anyway, this is not about underwear. (laughs) We're getting sidetracked here. This is really about how to make your sex, love, and relationship, which is everything this podcast is about, the best it can be in 2020. And I would just like to say one other thing. Sure. It might have been the same thing you're going to say because that happens sometimes. So <laughs> forgive me if I stole your line. <laughs> but I really wanted to say that before we get diving into the details of how to do that and all, it's really not that complicated. <laughs> you did steal my line. <laughs> well, please expand. Tell our listeners what we mean by that. If you boil it down to a few concepts, it literally comes down to loving the person that that you are with, loving them for who they are. Don't try to change them and let them be free to be themselves. And I know some people are like, really, that's the advice you're going to give me? It is common sense. And at the same time, it can be challenging for some people. Some people are in a relationship with, with others that... They're like, if only he would do this or she would do that, or I love them for their potential. And we've spoken a lot about this in the past, like dating somebody for their potential is never a good recipe for a long lasting, happy relationship. And here's the thing, if you can love the person exactly for who they are without trying to change them, this will be so much more fulfilling. But if you're able to do that for somebody else, it really starts because you're able to love yourself also exactly for who you are. And so it always starts with yourself first, um, bringing that kind of love for yourself that you don't have to change anything, that even if you have some new goals or some ideas of improving yourself, you are still happy and fulfilled with who you are in this present moment. Absolutely. Always starts with yourself. (laughs) (laughs) And I want to remind you something is that life is pretty short. And if you are over 35 and listening to this show, you can relate to that. Um, So do stuff that stuff that matter. Like really, you know, sometimes when we're super young, we think we have so much time. And there's so much thing we're going to do and accomplish. And as we keep uh, moving forward on this chronological uh, (laughs) um, scale that we have, then we start to realize that time is passing by. It goes by quickly. And it's important to really focus on the things that matter. And now is the time to do that. (laughs) You, You have tons of time when you're young until you don't. And it's like that. It's an instant. All of a sudden you're like, oh, shit, where did it go? So this is 2020. So let's set the ground here. You're going to make 2020 your relationship a priority for this year. Okay, this is the foundation. (laughs) Yeah, right. You know, before you said, uh, I know this is common sense, but you know what they say about common sense, right? Common sense isn't so common. If we look around the world today, the world is severely lacking in common sense. Things that... Everybody should know people don't know. Mm-hmm. They know the latest TV show and latest video game and this, that, and the other thing, but they don't even know the basics of how to live a decent life, right? Do you remember what your significant other put on this morning before they left for work? Did you pay attention to how she did her hair? Did you pay attention to the tie he's wearing <laughs> or what kind of breakfast he had? Do you know these things or have you focused your time on 
the Kardashians' latest trend or your social media feed. Exactly. And we'll get more into that as, as we go along. What we really wanted to stress here was to make your relationship a priority in 2020. So, you know, the, the analogy that I would use is anything that you want to be good at takes practice. If you're a dude and you like to golf, like were you a great golfer, uh, you know, the first time you went out? Were you a great golfer if you went out consistently over a lot of years, but just every once in a while? No, no, you weren't. If you wanted to be a great golfer, you'd have to go out there and golf all the time. And it's the same thing with anything. You want to be a great baker in the kitchen or musician or martial art, whatever it is. It takes practice and it takes time and it takes doing it over and over and over again. And you know what we see most people do with relationships? Fucking autopilot. Mm -hmm. Literally autopilot. Well, I'm married, so, you know, like it's all over. I don't have to do anything anymore. (laughs) You know? Yeah. Or like, oh, well, you know, she, we're, we're, we're together. So like, what, 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 what else do you want from me? You know, like, <laughs> I mean, the, the reality is, is that um, just because you've been doing relationships your whole life doesn't mean you're any good at them. Mm-hmm. In fact, most people suck at them. Mm-hmm. Trust us. <laughs> and, and not to say that we're amazing at it and everybody else is bad. Like we went through our learning too. We had our series of relationships that didn't work and our things that were messed up and our skills that we had to learn. We've been there, done that. That's how we know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we've also paid attention because there are happy, thriving people in, in really happy relationships. And that's always what I'm very interested in when I meet people like that. I'm like, what's your secret? What do you do? How did you make it work all of these years? What, what did you learn? And I love to learn by osmosis from their experience. So it's also about watching and seeking role models and people who embody that which you're trying to, to be or to have in your relationship. So when we talk about making your relationship a priority for 2020, it's about becoming serious about putting it down into your calendar. We live in this day and age where if it's not in the calendar, it's not happening. And things are happening faster and faster, which makes it harder and harder. So many things are competing for our attention every single day. Look at your inbox, look at your social media, look at everybody is wanting something from you multiple times a day. And if you are not vigilant about that, you will be depleted. You will be giving away a lot of your energy and not having much left for those who matter. So putting your relationship in the calendar with a date night, with, uh, you know, and don't mix the things. If you're parents, separate time to talk about the kids, time to talk about the futures, the plans as a family, and the time to be romantic. There is a time for all, and I'm not saying like, don't talk about it. And it's the hardest advice for most of the clients that we work with when they have children and we tell them this is a date night and you're not to talk about business, you're not to talk about your kids and any of these people are like, really? But what are we going to talk about? (laughs) (laughs) How about you create the space and see what comes up? It might surprise you. (laughs) I know, but like some of our clients get terrified. I remember a couple that I was working with and uh, they have a business together and we're like, oh, but like, I don't know if we can do that. And I was like, well, Kevin and I do it. So I know it's possible. I mean, we work together. We live together. We share. We're like, we're 24-7 together. And so I'm very, we're very familiar with this type of dynamic. Uh, and that's why it's important to set those guidelines and, <laughs> and things around what you're going to 
spend time together. Yeah, and what you realize when you talk and work with people like that is that talking about the kids or talking about the business, while those things are important and there's plenty to talk about, they actually become distractions. Mm -hmm. And so it's not that they don't know what to talk about. It's that they're afraid of what they'll talk about if they have the space and time to do it. Ooh, that is powerful. Yeah. And so as we are setting this groundwork for 2020, you need to become comfortable being uncomfortable, talking about everything and anything. And even the things that you might be shy about or anxious or like, what if he or she is not going to like me once they know that about myself? And these are the very important part that make you you, who you are and make you attractive. So it's so important that you're willing to share and open up with the person that you've decided to be with. Absolutely. So let's talk about the big pink elephant in the corner when it comes to making your relationship a priority, because I know what at least half of you listening to this are thinking, but I don't have the time for that. I'm too busy. I work too much and the kids and the this and the that. Mm -hmm. And okay, so that needs to be addressed right away, because if you are going to be successful in this resolution, you're going to have to get past this excuse. So the first thing I would say is you do have the time. Yes, you do. I don't care how busy you are. You have the time. Don't believe me? Okay. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to pay attention to all of the things that you do in a given day that take up time. And just to throw a few examples out there, how much time do you spend on Facebook? Mm-hmm. Probably a lot. Studies have shown that it was one hour a day. That's the average. An hour a day on social media. Yeah, and the younger you are, the, the higher the that higher, goes yeah, up. <laughs> yeah. So how many of you have your favorite TV shows that you watch? Do mm-hmm. you watch TV shows every day? Mm-hmm. It's at least an hour right there. Mm-hmm. When we say make your relationship a priority, we're not saying that you have to put hours a day into it. And actually, this is, this is like, if you want to learn a music instrument, the first thing they tell you is, I want you to practice 10 minutes a day, every day, instead of an hour once a week, mm-hmm. right? It's, it's because it's the repetition that makes it work. Mm-hmm. Even though technically, you know, it might be the same amount of time at the end of the week. It's the repetition spread out over the days that make the difference. Same thing here. You don't have to spend hours a day making your relationship a priority in 2020, mm-hmm. but you do have to spend just a little bit of time each day. Mm-hmm. And really looking at numbers will help um, to get a tracker and see what's your amount of screen time. Uh, check on your computer, check on your phone, or sometimes just to write things down is fascinating because we do forget a lot. So be like, okay, had breakfast from this time to that time, did this. And like, whether it's into an app or whether it's on paper, if you're still old fashioned and love to do that, which I do, I love handwriting. So um, it really gives you a good glimpse into what is truly happening because oftentimes there is a difference between what you're thinking you're doing and what you are actually doing especially if you're not having the life that you want it's probably because you're not doing the, the particular actions that you're supposed to be doing in order to have the life that you want and crave you know what's interesting is um, I work on a lot of different projects on any given day and I do use a timer and a tracking app to keep track of how much time I've worked on a particular project. Mm -hmm. And what is interesting is, is that sometimes at the end of the day, 
I look at that and I add it up and I'm like, okay, that was six hours, but I've been working eight hours. Where did the rest of the time go? Mm-hmm. Like seriously, where mm-hmm. did it go? Because I feel like I just stopped the timer on one project, started it on the next one, boom, go. Mm-hmm. But we don't realize there's a whole lot of little things in between mm-hmm. that start to add up. Mm-hmm. So the reality is, is that time is not really your issue. Mm-hmm. So you can just let go of that excuse right now. You know, it's, it's interesting because we didn't really start out by calling this episode like New Year's resolutions, right? Mm-hmm. That, that's not necessarily what we're saying here. And at the same time, we are telling people, you know, to make the relationship a priority for the coming year, which is very similar to a resolution. Mm-hmm. One of the reasons why we're drilling this home so much right now in this episode <laughs> is because of the percentages of how many people fail at their New Year's resolutions and when they fail. All mm-hmm. right. So this is really interesting. You want to read the stats on that? Um, so you found this, uh, that was study, that study was done by Strava and they looked into 31.5 million, million of like online global activities, 31.5 million of people that they looked into what they were doing. And here's what they found. They found that Saturday, if it is Saturday, January 12th, that's what it is. January 12th is the fateful day of New Year's resolutions. Yeah, so what they're telling you here with that is, so Strava, if you're not familiar with Strava, it's like a social media app for fitness enthusiasts and it records your activities and stuff and you can share it with people and blah, blah, blah. Like, hey, I just did this bike ride over here for this many miles, whatever. So they're looking at 31.5 million activities that people have put in, which is a fair amount. Pretty big sample size there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they found uh, that by January 12th, which is literally less than two whole weeks into the year, <laughs> people had already failed at their New Year's resolutions in less than two weeks. Now, there have been some other studies too. Um, uh, I don't remember which university, I think I'm not going to say which university because I don't remember off the top of my head, but they also did a study on New Year's resolutions. And what they found was that 80% of people failed at their New Year's resolutions and only 8% were successful. Now, obviously, that doesn't add up to 100%. So I don't know what the other uh, 12% of people were doing. The other 12% are the jaded one. They're like, I've done it. It hasn't worked, so I'm not even doing it anymore. Uh, yeah, maybe, maybe those, those 12 didn't So I don't even know. But, but 80% of people fail. And that's why we're kind of driving this home. Because if you really want to have the best relationship, the best sex life, um, the most love that you've ever experienced in the year, you've got to make it a priority and you've got to stick with it. Like, we could even end the episode there. We're not going to because we have a lot more <laughs> tips for you. But, but honestly, we could. Like, that. just doing that alone and nothing else would radically improve your relationship. And know that if you make it past January 12th, you are way ahead of the curve. <laughs> <laughs> if you can make it to December 31st, you're a champion. <laughs> <laughs> So the number two step, so now we know, number one is to make your relationship a priority. We gave you different ideas, different things around that. Number two, you want to improve your communication. What we see working with people is that most of the time, it's always comes down to a communication issue. 
It's not so much about your skill sets and stuff. It's about asking for what you want or, or expressing what you need. And people are not able to do that or what they say versus what's being heard. And all of this, it gets lost in translation. So improving your communication, whether it is to... Um, work with somebody who can support you with that, whether it's reading a book on nonviolent communications or whether it's like, hey, let's let's slow down a little bit. Maybe let's stop like arguing over text messages. Let's have real face-to-face interaction where we communicate not so much on social media anymore, but via like being together. That will go a long way into improving your relationship and making that the best year for you. You know, we have a whole bunch of ideas here. Like we we have sort of our three key main things and we have a list of ideas, which are mm-hmm. a little bit more like how-tos, you know. Mm-hmm. But I really felt that improve your communication was so important that it had to be like up here in the top three. <laughs> because what we see when working with couples is that this is one of the biggest areas mm-hmm. that couples fail. Mm-hmm. I mean, really one of the biggest areas. So it, it, it really does warrant its own place here on the list. Make your relationship a priority in 2020 and work on that communication. I don't care how good you think you are at it. You're most likely not that good. Mm-hmm. Because I, all I can say is we work with people over and over and over again. And I'm like, you talk like them like, what? Mm-hmm. You said what? Mm-hmm. Remember that... Words are powerful, and what you tell to your significant other will have an effect. And how do you speak to them? Is it with love? Is it with compassion? Is it with empathy? Or is it with like, I can't believe you did this, or blaming, shaming, criticizing? You know, we've done episodes on that, those things not to do in the in your relationship. But pay attention. Like, are you mostly being positive and supportive in your verbal communication? Or is it mostly uh, pointing the faults of what's not happening or the places where they're falling short? And you want to reverse that. Most people have an 80-20 ratio in terms of 80% negative to 20% positive. What they have found is that people who are happy, happy for no reasons, I have people who have been able to flip that and I've always wondered like what made me different and when I read that I was like that makes sense I truly have an 80-20 reverse 80% positive and 20% negative and if you're able it's not that hard to do you just have to catch yourself literally you know once you know that something to look for and not like fall into then you can start to stop yourself and it's funny we had this conversation in the car just a few days ago when I was telling Kevin that his way of driving is a little bit different than mine Um, I I'm a planner in many things. And so when we have to move lane, I'm literally like, if I have to exit, let's say like three miles before the exit, I'm already moving onto the right lane to be ready for my exits. And so usually I tell Kevin, oh, we're going to exit in three miles. And it's kind of my hint, hint, it's time to move, right? <laughs> and Kevin goes like way closer before he starts to move. Probably he's going to move within like half a mile, like something like that. And when he does that, I sometimes feel anxious or like starting to sweat or feel very uncomfortable. I'm thinking, oh my God, we're going to miss the exit. And I have to stop myself at not complaining about this or telling him to like move faster and to be okay that we've never missed an exit. So the way he does works, obviously, even if it's not my way. And so we had this conversation where I finally told him, this is what goes on for me oftentimes, but I learned to shut up. 
I learned to not let that worry or that silly ideas that I have to like mess up the beautiful harmonious drive that we're having with some stupid worries that have no room to be there. And so I want you to start to look at all the different ways that you're interacting. And this is what we mean too when we say improve your communication. Don't waste time in the things that don't matter. For sure. And, you know, a lot of you are probably thinking, I'm not 80% negative. You know, you're like, oh, maybe I'm like 40, 50%, but I'm not 80% negative. Again, I challenge you to really monitor uh, the things that you say. Mm -hmm. And and what's really funny is that, you know, I I grew up on the East Coast here in the United States, and uh, I really had to work on this because people in the East Coast, no offense, I know we have lots of listeners on the East Coast, just be honest with yourselves. I'm not trying to make fun of you. <laughs> All right, you hear me? You hear me? No. <laughs> but, but, uh, but yeah, they are they are largely very negative in the things that they say, not just to other people, but even to themselves. Oh, all the time, or like, or even the, the question like, "How you doing?" Not bad. Not bad. Like, that's not a positive statement. No, that's a good one. A lot of times they'll say, eh, could be better, it ain't so good, Ah, I'm I'm still breathing, you know. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, really, really watch because especially if you say those things to yourself, you probably Mm -hmm. uh, aren't aware of how much you're saying them to other people. So, and that's just one small area of communication. Next one, I want to jump on because, you know, we could could be here until... (laughs) The The third big one is know your why. And this is great. I want to tell a quick story here and then, and then, you know, you can, Uh you can uh, jump in too. Um, I went to a ceremony that some friends of ours did when they were deciding that they weren't going to be together anymore. And this goes back quite a few years. And um, they really wanted to sort of uh, commemorate this and and part ways in a very beautiful and amicable way. And one of the things that came up in that was that when they first got together, they decided that they were only going to stay together as long as the two of them being together brought more into the world than it took away. So as long as they were having a positive impact on the world as a result of them being together, they would stay together. And when their relationship wasn't working and it was no longer having a net positive, they decided it was time to transition. I mean, obviously, they did some work and stuff, too. And it's not just like, oh, it's not working. Let's go. <laughs> but, but I really thought that was beautiful because they knew their why, at least part of it anyway. And you and I have done the same thing. We, we sat down and said, what do we want to create by being together? Mm-hmm. You know? And we revisit this concept um, every now and then, and especially every year, you know, or, or around your anniversary or whatever works for you, because we evolve and we change as human beings. And sometimes our needs and desires will be a little bit different. But if you know your whys, why you're choosing to be together um, when you are past January 12th, and it's a little harder to stick up with your um, resolution. If you have a good, solid why, it will motivate you. It will motivate you when it's difficult. Yeah, and your whys could be so many different things. Your whys could be, we're here to raise children. That, that, mm-hmm. That's an acceptable why. Mm-hmm. It could be that um, we're here to do business together. We're here to help each other be the best selves that we can ever be. Yeah, you, that's, that's an amazing one, right? We're here literally to help each other evolve. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
there's so many different whys. What your why is doesn't necessarily matter. Just make sure you know you have one. And, and, and that it's compelling to you. And yeah. it, it could be a mix and match. You know, it's not just like one why, but it's one mm. solid concept and idea that brings you together and, and really like motivates you forward. Yeah, you could definitely have more than one why. Yes. For sure. <laughs> it's not limited. So now that you have the basis, you have you know about making a priority, improving your communication, and knowing you wise, you are now ready for the how-tos and the strategies. We've got like probably about 10-ish or so different ideas. I don't know. We didn't even count them here. Uh, but different things that you can do throughout the year because, you know, it's easy to get stuck in doing the same thing over yeah. and over. Yeah, and they're not in any particular order. No. We were just brainstorming a list off the top of our heads of things that would be really cool. So Yeah, and some of them are on our lists. Absolutely. All right, so number one is... Uh, spend a date night to plan your dates ahead. So this is a really cool thing that you can do together is to create um, a date book. And whether you want to put ideas of things that are fun to do for the days when you have no inspiration, or you want to start like finding coupons, like go on things like Groupons. I was just on it the other day and I was asking Kevin, hey, do you want to go like, um, what was it like uh, that thing, that the it trampoline the- thing, the... And that was the sky it's, thing where you do the indoor skydiving. Yeah. So what I noticed is there's a lot of cool things that I wouldn't necessarily do, but it was a cool group on and it's something fun and it wasn't far from home. And I was like, these are cool ideas. So you can start to collect coupons. Um, you can find them on Groupons if you want, or just ideas of things that could be fun, things that you've never done. It's so that now you have things to look forward to, especially for the days when you are really tired and it's really hard to even come up with a good idea. Yeah. And I, I would want to clarify this one a little bit because there's two things being merged into one here in this. The first one is have a date night. <laughs> Right. So make sure that you have a date night. Mm-hmm. Um, we've talked about this so many times. If, you, if you've listened to our show, this is not a new concept mm-hmm. to you. But still, we meet a lot of people who don't set aside time to actually have just connected time on a date night. So the first thing is, is have a date night. Now, for those of you who already have a date night, you're like, oh, check, got that one. How many of you plan that date night ahead of time? Right, because it's really easy to say we've got a date night. We just mm-hmm. know that you know on whatever day that is, Thursday, we have a date night, mm-hmm. right? Um, but do you just show up to date night and go, okay, honey, what are we doing tonight? Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's fine from time to time. But it would also be nice, especially if you want to make 2020 the best year ever, that you plan it ahead of time, and that was your idea with creating a book of ideas and maybe coupons and activities mm-hmm. and stuff. And this is something great. Sit down and do it together. I know some mm-hmm. of you guys, you're rolling your eyes. You're like, I can sit down and make a stupid book. But here's the thing. Here's why I like it. And, and, and as a guy, I'm going to tell you why you should like it too. <laughs> <laughs> because it takes all the pressure away from us, right? In other words, if if the two of us sit down and we write down this list of ideas, I don't have to think about it again. I don't have to go, oh, shit, it's date night. Fuck, I forgot to plant. Oh, uh, what are we going to do? Uh, okay, let me think of something. Um, what was that thing she said like a week or two ago? You know, I don't have to do that. All I have to do is go to the book or go to the list. We've even used Google Docs for this. I know you're probably going to laugh at us. <laughs> But it's all done. It's easy. Mm-hmm. 
So, you know, for the guys who were probably were originally rolling their eyes thinking this sounds like a lot of work, actually, it's less work. Mm-hmm. You do it once. But it's very exciting to come up to get with ideas together and think about stuff. You know, it starts your creative uh, juices flowing. And as we've talked about a lot, creation energy, creative energy will bring a lot of sexual energy. So that's a really good energy to be generating on date night, in yeah. my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> If you've identified a problem in your relationship, within your relationship, take action to solve it. So seek support and help. Whether you're working with professionals, whether you're reaching out to coaches, people like us, or, or, or doing a workbook together, or whatever that is. But if you've identified an issue, don't just bury it and pretend it's not there. Like, like act on it. Do things to make it better. Absolutely. And, you know... I thought this was really important to put on the list because if you're going to make it a priority to make your relationship the best ever, you got to get serious about addressing the things that don't work, mm-hmm. right? I mean, to use any analogy, I don't know, just pick one. You, you, you've got an older car and it's got a few things that aren't quite working right with it. And you're like, this year I'm going to make this car the most awesome car ever. Can you do that if you don't fix the things that are wrong with it? No, of course mm-hmm. not, right? So if you want to have the best year ever for sex, love, and relationship in 2020, you got to fix whatever's not working. So if you already know there's some parts not working, work on fixing them. Now, that could be a lot of things. It could be taking a workshop. It could be taking an online course. It could be working with a professional. It could be just sitting down and taking the time to work on it together. Whatever it is, Mm -hmm. do something about it. Take action. Mm-hmm. Now, very important, keep consistency throughout the year and don't make the bar so high that you don't achieve it. Aha. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, you know, I threw, out, I threw out this idea of like, you know, when we were brainstorming for this, I said, I said yeah, you know, like, like make it a point to do something regularly, you know, like, like if, if your partner's love language is to receive gifts, then buy her flowers once a month. And Celine's response was, once a month? <laughs> and I looked at her and I said, look, I said, let's not set this bar so high that nobody can do it. You know, like from a guy's point of view, if you tell me I have to get flowers every single week, I'm going to go, oh, shit, that's a big responsibility. Like that's 52 times throughout the year. What if I forget? What if I'm busy? Like, you know, that's instantly where I go. And I thought, once a month, that's totally reasonable. Yeah, but from 52 to 12, it's kind of... Could we get it's something It's not about numbers. <laughs> it's about consistency. And the real point is here, all joking aside, you know, we're having kind of fun with this. The real point here is that throughout the year, consistently, you're doing little thing after little mm-hmm. thing after little thing to make your relationship better. Then it doesn't feel like so much work. Mm-hmm. And just like we said before, better to practice 10 minutes every day than an hour once a week. Mm-hmm. So we've got a few other fun ideas and maybe um, maybe I'll go through them a little bit quickly. Sure. Some, some of the cool ones that we had was, hey, plant a garden. This was fun. We've done this together. And if you're thinking, I don't have room, our first garden was in pots. Mm-hmm. You can do this anywhere in the city, in the suburb, like anywhere you can plant a garden, potted one. But this was really fun to do together. Of course, you know, you can take a 30-day challenge. We've taken a few ourselves. Remember our 30-day blowjob challenge? <laughs> and uh, 30-day sex challenge. Exactly. If you haven't listened to those episodes, go back to them because they were really fun and they might inspire you a lot. Of course, make sure you have sex regularly. 
Well, look, if you're going to make 2020 the best year for sex, love, and relationship, you got to have sex. <laughs> you got to have love, and you got to have a relationship. <laughs> you don't have to have a relationship to have sex. But anyway, you get the point, right? Yes. <laughs> Is that you really need to make it a priority. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go for it. Here's some fun things that you can do together. Because, by the way, you can have sex with yourself. You don't have to have somebody else. Like, just have sex. Because sex is good for you. And you could have love and a relationship with yourself, too. So technically, yes. you can do all of this on your own. Yes. Totally possible. Absolutely. And here's the thing. When you feel so, so fulfilled and happy, you have this beautiful energy to you, and it's very attractive. attractive. So guess what? Then you will call in the partner that you want. That's right. <laughs> all right. You can take a road trip together. These are fun, but only if you've improved your communication. Let's be real. <laughs> No shit. <laughs> you can go camping if you're okay pooping next to each other. You know, it, it requires a certain degree of intimacy. But once you've like, you know, moved past that, it can make camping really fun. Just bring mm-hmm. some wipes. Mm-hmm. And Remember when I thought you had to poop in the wild? <laughs> My very first time, yes. I was like, he gave me a shovel and the toilet paper and lights, uh, uh, the matches. And I was like, what am I supposed to do? And he was like, and I was like you're supposed to dig a hole. Pop in there, and then you burn the paper uh, so that it doesn't stay. One of the eco ways to get rid of it is to burn it, but you have to be very careful if you're in the backcountry that you don't light the whole backcountry on fire. Exactly, and then you cover everything up, and I was like, oh my God, this is so complicated. It was at the beginning of our relationship. I was like, I don't know. I mean, should I have you come with me? And you were like, Celine, this is simple. You can do this. (laughs) (laughs) Enough about that. (laughs) Okay, you. let's move on. Let's... A little fancier here. Stay in a fancy hotel. You don't have to go anywhere, but stay in your town. Like, uh, make it a staycation just, like, for one night to go to a fancy hotel and just, like, do something different. Um, Eat at home instead of the restaurant and cook together. Or each take charge for one of the three-course meal or something like this. You know, she can make uh, the appetizer, he makes the full meal of reverse and each other's dessert, you know, whatever that is. You know, a lot of people think the other way around, like, we're going to do something special, we're going to go out and eat, right? But we'd like to turn that around upside down and say, do it as an activity together. It's not Mm -hmm. just about the eating. It's actually about the prepping and the working together and the sharing and the bonding and the communicating and all that. Absolutely. And then learn a new skill for 2020, whether it's together or separate. There's something that happens when you learn new things. It fires new um, neurons in your brains and synapses. And it's like, I don't know, it makes you again more creative, more inspired. And you bring that into your relationship. It brings that energy. And whether you're trying to do something together or you do it on your own and bring that juice back to your relationship, it will benefit your relationship. Absolutely. Lots of new skills you could be learning, like how to last longer in the bedroom. (laughs) (laughs) Ultimately, what you want to do is to create a space, like space for your relationship to grow. So it's like that that plant. You want to water it regularly, but you also want to make it safe and fun to be 100% yourself. Find somebody where you can be yourself, all of you, where all of you is welcomed, because this is how life becomes so much more fun. And remember, anytime, give more than you take. Remember that 40-60 rule? People think that it's always have to be like 50-50 in a relationship. Successful relationship, and this is our secret, is 40-60. You give 60% and take 40%, but you both do that. 
And that's our secret. And that's going to make 2020 the most juiciest, fantastic, and sexiest year ever for your sex life, love life, and all your relationships. All right. So there you go. You have everything you need to get started making 2020 the best year ever for your sex, love, and relationships. Are you ready? Go! (laughs) And keep us posted. Send us an email. Let us know how it's going. We love to hear from you. Absolutely. And that's it for this episode. We'll see you all next week. We hope you liked this episode of the Love Lab podcast. If you enjoyed this show, leave a comment and share it with your friends. And if you want more, we have an entire digital library with the best sex tips and relationship advice at CelineRemy.com. That's C-E-L-I-N-E-R-E-M-Y.com. So join us in the sex vault to continue this adventure. Thanks for listening. And remember, you're amazing.